Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Kelly and Kelly. Previously on This Sounds Serious. I traveled to a federal prison to speak to Kirk Todd. Well, it's uh, not exactly uh, Hollywood, is it? (laughs) Kirk Todd, the con artist, the TV producer, the man behind Grand Casino, a 1991 movie he fooled a studio into thinking he'd made before he disappeared with the $5 million budget. Where is he? Where's my money? Where's my movie? But that's not the way he told it. I keep trying to tell the truth, but nobody will listen. Grand Casino wasn't a con. He says he made it. According to him, his greatest con, his crowning criminal achievement, wasn't a con at all. I made that movie, Gwen. Grand Casino exists, and it's out there somewhere. It's This Sounds Serious, Grand Casino, a CastBox original. I don't, I don't know what else to tell you. I, I made the movie, so. I'm back at the prison the next day, and Kirk is doubling down on his claim. I know that, you know, everyone thinks that I, I conned Hollywood, but it's, it's out there. Grand Casino is out there. Kirk says we've got it all wrong. And this should be a huge revelation. This should be a turning point for the whole show. But, of course... You've spoken to him, right? That's Agent Bruce Warren of the FBI. And if I may offer a bit of sass here, how often would you say he tells you the truth, Gwen? The sound that you're hearing coming out of my mouth is my natural voice. Or is it? My dad was actually in the Air Force, and he met my mother in Germany because she was a German spy. He's a pathological liar. Well, not. She wasn't really. Nah, she was. She just wore. She's just German. And he's right. We have to take everything Kirk says with a grain of salt. Maybe a spoonful of salt, actually. So before I let Kirk talk about how we got from there to here, I want you to remember that. Before he tells me what happened the night of the screening, why he ran, where he went, and how he ended up in prison still claiming the movie exists, think about whether you can trust him. Okay, I'll I'll tell you exactly how it went down, because I remember that night like it was yesterday. 
of course, obviously, I remember yesterday more than I remember that night. I mean, I, I equally, I remember both events equally, but yesterday I know more details for, about yesterday because it was yesterday. But that night, I remember really well as well. It all started at the screening. Kirk! Hi, Rebecca, how are you? Great to see you. Gorgeous, you look fabulous. As we know, he was at the screening. He spoke to reporters on the red carpet, but when it was time for him to give a speech inside the theater, nobody could find him. But uh, we seem to have some trouble locating our director. <laughs> so why did he bother showing up to the screening only to disappear a few minutes later? I remember being so nervous that night. I, I, I remember I, I started driving to the theater and, and I had to turn around because I was sweating so much. I, I sweat through my car. But yet you have to put yourself in my shoes, you know. I was this career criminal who had turned it all around in Hollywood, and, and now, finally, after 10 years of, of hard work, my movie was going to be on the big screen. It was exhilarating. Are you going to get B-roll of the marquee, or are you just, are you doing a walk and talk? Yeah, well, sure, yeah. We'll, we'll do, do it, it now, because this is the busiest it's going to be. Okay. He says when he got there that evening, he wanted to make sure every detail was perfect. At one point, I remember I was vacuuming the red carpet. He even dropped in on the projection booth. And the, the, the projectionist was this geeky little guy. And, and he handed me this, this letter. And I opened it up, and I'll never forget what it said. Um, what did it say? Uh, it's, I'm paraphrasing here. But it, it said, to, to the extent, it's, it, to the effect of, it said something like, I stole your movie and I'm going to expose you for who you are. And I, I turned to the projectionist and I said, did you write this? And he said, did I write what? And I said, this. And he said to me, the movie? And I said, no, this, this letter in my hand. And he said, that letter? And I said, what other letter is there? Yes, this letter in my hand. Did you write this? And he got all fiery and said, no, I just work here. But I knew in that moment that I was screwed. This letter, if there really was a letter, was going to expose his past. And once that happened, he believed his career would be ruined. You know, I, I did some quick math in my head, and the equation was quite simple. You know, the movie gets stolen, plus I'm outed as a con man, equals... Everybody's going to think I conned them out of a movie. So I did what a person who's panicking would do. I ran. Right when he was finally a legitimate success, at the moment of his greatest Hollywood triumph, that's when all his other cons caught up to him. You know, there's a lot of people, Gwen, who would want to get revenge on me. I've done some bad shit. So I ran. Well, it's kind of a jog, but I, I jogged out of there hard. But his explanation only invites more questions. All right, so who wrote the letter? <laughs> now that... I won't tell you. Because I'm not going to break the con man code. The con man code. 
That's what Kurt calls it when you protect the identity of other con artists. Just because somebody broke the con man code on me doesn't mean I'm going to turn around and break the con man code on them. But before I go too far with that theory, I need to remember something. He's a pathological liar. Of course, there was no letter. Kirk is lying, and he's trying to pin this on someone else. This is the more likely answer, but for now, I'm going to let Kirk keep going. He says he ran from the screening, and afterwards he hid out for a while. But it was obvious that Greystone wasn't going to come to his defense. And, uh, what's the status on Grand Casino? Uh, no, no comment on Grand Casino. Uh, and yeah. Kirk Todd? No comment, thank you. It was clear that they were burying the story. They, they were burying the whole movie. I knew that there was other copies of Grand Casino out there, but they were absolutely denying it. Kirk believes that the implications of the con were so damaging for the studio, they had no choice but to downplay the story. No matter how you slice it, they come across looking pretty bad. I could have conned them. I could have. I could have. I could have conned them. I could have. But I didn't. And they just thought it would be better to just never mention Grand Casino ever again. You know, pretend that it didn't exist. It soon became studio policy to deny any knowledge of Kirk Todd or Grand Casino. So, how did Kirk end up in prison for conning the studio out of Grand Casino if the studio wouldn't even acknowledge he conned them? That's Janice Russell. We've heard from her before. She's the journalist who wrote a magazine profile on Kirk. It's a classic catch-22. Like, how do I punish this man for wronging me if I won't admit I've been wronged? It's a lot like my current relationship, actually. But the fact is, the reason Kirk is in prison now has nothing to do with Grand Casino. He was never charged with defrauding Greystone Pictures. Nothing in civil court either. So how did he go from being a movie producer to spending the better part of three decades in prison? After the screening, yes, I went on the run. But I didn't have $5 million in my pocket like everyone thought I had. I had nothing. I had to start all over again. He says he went back to his old con man life and he came up with a new identity. So I, I started wearing scrubs and hanging around hospitals. But he says he wasn't using his new identity to harm anyone. He didn't practice medicine or write prescriptions. He says the scrubs just helped him gain people's trust. You'd be like, hey, can I uh, borrow your car? I left my keys to my car in my regular clothes, you know, that kind of thing. Or, hey, you got a couple of bucks. I, I left my wallet in my regular clothes. I'm a doctor, hence the scrubs. You know, a lot of these cons were based off the fact that scrubs don't have pockets to hold valuable things. Looking back, I probably could have made a lot of money if I'd invented a pair of scrubs with pockets in it. Soon, he landed a job in an Arizona retirement home after forging a nurse's certification. And I, I knew I could hang out there for a few weeks and, and make ends meet. I was happy. But then I, I, I just I started to get restless. Eventually, the itch came back. The desire to make some big money as a con man. You, you, you always hear about old people being the victims of telephone scams in old folks' homes. Usually it goes like this. Grandma gets a phone call from her grandson, Brendan, who needs money, but it's not really Brendan. It's a con man who ends up taking grandma for a few thousand bucks. He says he had an idea to put a new spin on the old Brendan scam. 
I had a retirement home full of these elderly people with nothing to do. So I got a bunch of these old folks to call up a bunch of young people and claim to be their grandma asking for money. You know, I need money for new shoes to go walking in the mall or I need to put a bar in my bathtub so I don't slip and break my hip. You know, whatever it was, it worked great for a while. But eventually, that's how Kirk got caught. Hello? Is this Brandon? Uh, it's Brendan. Oh, Brendan, it's your grandmother. Mimo? This is footage from an FBI wiretap. I need a few couple hundred dollars, honey. Uh, you know what a, a turtle is? Uh, yeah, I, I, think, I, I think so. Your Mima needs a new one, sweetie, and they're, they're not cheap, you know, because of the boning. Uh, well, I was, um, I was kind of saving money to go on a ski trip, so, um... Oh, it's just that there's this bulging vein on the underside of the inner flap. Oh, yeah, 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 no, no, Uh, yeah, no, I get it, um, uh, yeah, how much do you need? Four hundred dollars would be great, sweetheart. We received reports that someone was operating a reverse Brendan phone scam out of an Arizona retirement home. That's Agent Warren again. Our investigation led to one Jeremy Weaver, or Kirk Todd, as you've come to know him. Our team arrested him, charged him with fraud. I was out of the con game for so long that I just started getting sloppy. In Hollywood, they have a saying, never work with children or animals. Well, con artists have a saying, never work with old people. So I got arrested. I I went to court with the phone scam, plus the impersonating of a nurse, plus the fact that the judge graduated from Princeton and knew my reputation there. Remember, Kirk fraudulently attended Princeton and ran a scam there in the early 70s. This court finds you guilty in all counts. Step this way. I want to get a good look at you. This is courtroom footage from Kirk's sentencing. You know, you could have been something. I have it on good authority. You could have been a Princeton Tiger, huh? <laughs> Couldn't you? And I want you to know as I hand down this sentence, let this be a lesson the next time you decide to mess with the third best university in the country. Fourth best of you standards. So that's why he's in prison. And yeah, it's a lot to take in. And as much as I don't want to believe anything he's saying, some of it actually turns out to be true. His criminal record only shows he was convicted of those fraud charges in Arizona. Nothing about Grand Casino. So maybe there is something to what he says about the movie being buried. Just, just so you know, I don't literally think that it's buried. You know, it's not, it's not in a pit. It's in a vault. But I have to keep reminding myself that he's spent his entire life lying. Not just lying, but lying convincingly enough to make a living at it. And today, his only goal is to make me believe his movie exists. Still, as more and more of what he says begins to line up with the facts, I find myself getting more and more drawn in. I know you won't believe me, and I I get that. Jack, Blaine, everyone in Hollywood, they all think I'm a con man. And I'm not, not a con man. 
but I have changed. I'm, I'm a spiritual person. And I believe that you were sent here for a reason, to tell my story and to help me find my movie. And it's not just what he says. There's, there's something about him. When I look at him, I don't see a con man who's stolen millions of dollars. I, I don't see a monster who's ruined countless people's lives. I mean, okay, that's there too, but there's a look in his eye. And by the way, this is not what I thought would happen. When I showed up here, I thought there was a 0% chance Grand Casino exists. That wasn't even on my radar. Now, I'm not sure. The movie was stolen from the screening, yes. But there has to be other copies of it, Gwen. You know, Jack Gray died, and then Eminent Studios bought Greystone, and nobody has thought about this film for 28 years. But here's my theory. There has to be another copy of Grand Casino on the Eminent lot. If Grand Casino is out there, I want to know. Gwen, if you're going to find Grand Casino, you're probably going to have to get your hands dirty. You're going to have to do some conning of your own. You're going to have to get out there and lie your face off. Of course, Kirk thinks running a con is the answer here. But I disagree. Sure, I want to find that movie. I really do. But I don't think I have to con anyone to do it. I'm a journalist. So I call around. Grand Casino. Is that... What is that? A vault? I don't think we have one of those. It doesn't exist. We've been over this. Oh, uh, let me get this straight. So you want some kind of legal loophole that will get a movie that doesn't exist out of a secure vault on private property. Okay, yeah, let me transfer you to that department. Oops, my finger slipped. But after exhausting every avenue, I have no choice. I'm going to hear Kirk out. Well, if you're ready to get your hands dirty... I've got something for you. Are you looking to make some fast cash? Do you want to impress your friends? This is The Con Man's Handbook by Kirk Todd. Coming up after the break, I get some help from Kirk Todd's self-published audiobook. Chapter 1. Your First Lie. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Look at me. I used to be a nobody, and then I became a millionaire. This is a dictaphone recording of Kirk Todd. But unlike the other dictaphone footage we've heard on this series, this was recorded after he went to prison. You can achieve anything you dreamed if you do it my way, the con man way. He apparently traded a few cartons of cigarettes for this dictaphone in the mid-90s and has been documenting his thoughts ever since. There are a few things you need to know to be a con man. Number one. Don't get greedy. And early on, he began working on a book called The Con Man's Handbook. Number two, never admit a con. Die with the lie. It's a step-by-step guide to being a con artist. Number three, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. The friend of my enemy is my enemy. The friend of a friend, well, that's just some guy. See... If I'm going to track down this movie, there's a possibility I might have to break some laws. And since our conversations in the prison visiting room are monitored, we can't be talking about breaking laws in there. If we were uh, having conjugal visits, that would be a, uh, a different thing, of course. Is that something you'd be interested in arranging one? Or? I mean, no, never mind. Yeah. So we did the next best thing. He gave me these dictaphone recordings, his teachings on the subject of conning. And hey... If you survive all of this, you know, you can help maybe get these on to Audible or whatever it is. But we, we can talk about that later. I realize this is happening fast. A couple days ago, as far as anyone was concerned, Grand Casino didn't exist. And today, I'm trying to find ways to get it back. Maybe even illegal ways to get it back. And I'm following the philosophies of a liar to do it. But it feels like the right thing to do, and I'll tell you why. In my work, I've always advocated for the victims. And if the movie was stolen, in this case, the victim is Kirk. Everything you need to know is on those tapes. And if you have any questions, you know where I am. I'm not going anywhere, so. So I headed back to L.A., listening to the tapes in my car. There are two types of people in this world. Con artists and marks. Uh, Well, there's nerds, too. So there's three types of people in this world. In order to pull off this big con, Kirk says I have to start small. I always tell people this. If you want to find out if you have what it takes to be a con artist, there's a simple exercise you can do to test your courage. Walk into any store and steal a pack of bubblegum while looking the cashier directly in the eye. So step one, I'm stealing a pack of gum. I stop at a convenience store outside Bakersfield. My heart is beating a mile a minute. Being a con man is all about keeping a cool head. If you can keep your nerve while stealing a 35-cent pack of gum from right underneath the cashier's nose, well then, guess what? You can do anything. 
So I walk through the aisles searching for gum. I grab a pack and head to the cashier. It's easy. Just follow these tips. Be friendly. Hi. Flirt. Oh, you know what? I really love that shirt. That shirt reminds me of this ice cream I used to have. It Make the cashier like uh, you. Yeah, have you been working here a long time? Ma'am, are you okay? it's, oh, I'm sorry. I've, I've taken up too much of your time. And as the cashier is in the afterglow of your chat, slip the gum into your pocket, walk out, and don't look back. Hey, ma'am, one second, please. Yep. You have a good day. Yep. Oh my God, holy And then smokes. I'm out the door. It's done. I just shoplifted. I've never done that before. I know it's not much, but, but this is big for me. And if you can do that, you can con anyone. I get what Kirk means. In a way, a con is a con, no matter how big or small the stakes are. But practically speaking, I'm not so sure about that. Because now I have to get into the eminent studio vault to get my hands on a movie. And at the moment, they won't even answer my calls, let alone let me on the lot. We're not just talking about stealing a pack of gum. So, where do I even start? Why do you think they call us con artists? What do you think con is short for? Condolences? Congratulations? Condors? No. Confidence. That means wherever you go, whatever you do, you have to act like you belong there. If you're going to rob some place, don't sneak through the back door. Walk right in the front like, well, like you belong there. Like I just said. I said belong twice. So how do I get onto the studio lot? In what world would I belong there? Well, hello, everybody. My name is Terry, and I will be your tour guide today for the Studio Lot Tour. Are we excited to be here? Yes! <laughs> I hope you're excited. I know I'm excited. In a world where I'm not a journalist looking for a stolen movie. In a world where I'm just another movie lover taking a studio tour. Uh, so let's just start. Over here. It was that easy. I booked a tour on the Eminent website. I even used my real name. You probably recognize it as Steve McQueen's Ford Mustang. And now, I'm on the studio lot, which is huge, by the way. Six city blocks by six city blocks. There are giant sound stages and office buildings. There's a fake little New York neighborhood where they shoot exteriors. Producers whiz past on golf carts. This studio over here is where the first salad was ever made on TV. And it was made by Everywhere you go, you'll find it's easy to blend in. You can be a different person to everyone you meet. So on this tour, I'm Gwen Radford, movie fan. But soon, I'm going to have to sneak away and adopt a new persona. Hang on here, I'm just going to stop the tram for a minute because we're in a very special spot. Now I'm going to hop out right here. From researching the eminent lot, I know I have to make it just past the water tower before I leave the tour. And then I'm supposed to head for the red brick building. I dig in my purse like I'm looking for something. I pull out my lipstick and do my makeup in the side mirror of a truck that's parked next to the red brick building. The tour goes one way. This spot is where Boris Karloff proposed to his wife on Valentine's Day 1917. And I go the other. Okay, okay um, there's the water tower through the door. I'm in the building. 
There's a staircase going up and one going down. I head down. And halfway down the stairs, it hits me. This has all gone pretty smoothly. In fact, it's all been legal. But at this point, I'm trespassing, aren't I? Left at the bottom of the stairs. Oh my god, I'm definitely trespassing. What am I doing? This is more serious than anything I ever intended to do. Am I really okay with this? Can I turn around? Is it too late? A security guard sees me. I'm dead for sure. Okay, uh, hi, hi. Hi. Hi, I, um, I'm so sorry. I'm a little lost here. But then I remember Kirk's advice. Think gum. To get where you need to go, you need to tell the right lie. Not a good lie, not a bunch of lies, the right lie. The lie needs to be big enough to do the job, but small enough to be believable. It's a balancing act. For example, you want to impress somebody. You don't say Bruce Springsteen is your brother because they're just going to ask you a hundred more questions. You tell them John Mellencamp is your cousin. Nobody's going to ask you about that. So right now, I'm not a journalist looking for a stolen movie. And I'm no longer a movie lover on a studio tour. Right now... I'm an on-set tutor and I'm lost. I'm so sorry, I'm a little lost here. I'm supposed to be at Spooky Junior High. Oh. Uh, Do you, yeah, I, I'm the tutor for today. Well, actually I'm the substitute tutor because Louise got sick. So I'm probably on your list. I'm supposed to be teaching some child actors on the other side of the lot. And if I don't get there in five minutes, the studio may be in violation of child labor laws. Yeah, they didn't give me a pass because I got here late. So they just kind of like shoved me in because my heart is beating out of my chest, but my face remains calm, I think. Calm enough to fool the security guard who hands me a pass. Take this pass. Oh my gosh. Um, when you're done, just come bring it back here and uh, yeah, you should be fine. And soon, I'm driving a golf cart through a long underground tunnel. And that's when it occurs to me. Maybe I'm not actually conning anyone. Maybe Kirk is conning me. Yes, I'm willingly going after this movie, but was it my idea? Or did Kirk make me do it? Maybe he knew he'd get me to do this the moment I walked into that prison. Or maybe even before. Maybe he set this whole thing in motion from the very start. Maybe. But right now, I can't worry about that because right now I'm standing at the door of the vault with a security pass in my hand. Uh, what are you doing in here? There's an archivist here. Oh, hi. Um, hi there. I'm from the Jack Gray Museum in Santa Monica. And right now, I'm not a journalist looking for a stolen movie. I'm an archivist too. And I'm looking for a movie for a retrospective. They sent me over uh, to pick up a movie for the retrospective. Oh my god, did nobody Nobody call told you? her? Uh, Not surprising. Archivists don't get the respect we deserve. But she'll help a colleague. And soon, she tracks down what I'm looking for. Oh, there we go. You have it. Yeah, I do. And you know, it's strange. No one has ever checked us out. Wonderful. A 1991 film with the reference number 227466, titled The Shattered Chandelier, the name under which Kirk believed Grand Casino would be hidden. She hands me the film. Thank you so much. Be, be well. I've got what I came for. And so I walked off the Eminent Studios lot carrying two large steel cases containing a movie that everyone in Hollywood says doesn't exist. Is this the evidence that's going to set Kirk free? 
Well, no. Well, I'm in prison for another crime, so I'll get out when I get out. So what am I supposed to do with this movie? Watch it. Next time on This Sounds Serious, we watch Grand Casino. Grand Casino.